Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Murray State Podcast with Jeff Didwell. I am Jeff Didwell. I had a friend recently say to me, you miss being on TV, don't you? And I do not miss being on TV. But if there was one thing I was going to miss, it was going to be covering the Murray State basketball program. And so this little venture will... uh, at least keep me attached uh, to the program and uh, keep me attached as we uh, move through getting the opportunity to uh, do some of the games for uh, TV this year, or I guess for ESPN on the streaming service. So we'll get into that a little bit later on. But uh, in the end, this is, I'm able to scratch an itch. The, the one thing that I, of course, really loved, uh, loved doing. Uh, down the stretch there of my TV career was was covering this program. So uh, if nothing else, I'm just getting the chance to to talk out loud about it. And for that in itself, uh, uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, we'll do this a couple days a week uh, moving forward. Uh, we'll bring you some guests uh, every week, uh, every episode, you know, as we try to preview games, look back at games, get you ready for a whole lot of new teams this year in the Missouri Valley, teams that uh, you may only have a, a you know, a, a – barely know about obviously you know teams like southern illinois and and evansville and missouri state and illinois state schools that we as murray state has played uh throughout uh, the years you know recently uh but there are teams that we will see that uh murray has not played you know the northern iowa's uh, the drakes of the world and played uh you know at least played on a regular basis uh, in recent years so uh it is obviously a new world for murray state as they go uh, rolling into the Missouri Valley this year, and uh, certainly a big challenge, but uh, but a new challenge. And I think for a lot of folks, that is the newness of it uh, is is very exciting. After certainly a a fantastic uh, run uh, through the Ohio uh, Valley Conference, we'll talk with Kenny Roth coming up here in a little bit. Uh, longtime tag team partner Neil Bradley for the Murray State Radio Network. We'll get uh, Kenny's thoughts here as we uh, get ready to open up the season tonight. The Racers will. Uh, play their only exhibition game coming up against Brescia. So we'll take a quick peek uh, at that uh, as well. Uh, Racers, again, this is a, this is such an interesting season um, with so much new, and yet we've got a tie to the past, and that is the return uh, of Steve Prome. Uh, after a year away, of course, uh, won 104 games here between uh, 2011 and 2015. Uh, just those, you know, the historic seasons, uh, top 10 in the country in, in 2012 and, you know, uh, wins a CIT championship in 2014. They went 25 in a row in 2015. And then he went off to Iowa State and had his run there last year away from the game, but he is back. And, you know, after I, I've been at practice a lot this year, uh, trying to, uh, learn about this team or somewhat selfishly just hey i love going to practice i love watching practice that's always been something that i've that i have enjoyed uh but also just being able to go and trying to learn all of the new faces i mean it is a brand new team aside from the returning dj burns who started every game last year for matt mcmahon and then rod thomas uh, the walk-on from paducah everybody else is new and so knowing that i was going to be doing these espn games i was like I've got to be able to put some names to faces. Uh, so I have made a point to be at a lot of a lot of practices. And boy, it's like 
it's like putting on a comfortable pair of shoes. You look out there and, and Steve Prohm is back uh, running the show. But, you know, there is a, um, you know, from what I have witnessed, uh, there is a, there's a different edge with, with Steve uh, that I certainly remember uh, from seven years ago, eight years ago now that uh, since he has been gone uh, and is now back. And, and I think that there is a, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that there is a chip on his shoulder that I know how to coach. Things didn't end at Iowa State like I wanted, like anyone wanted. But I know how to coach. And I can only view that as a positive for this for this Murray State program, to have a guy coming in here with something, something to prove. And he's not going to say that out loud. It's just the vibe I get from just from just watching him work and and watching him interact with this team. And uh, I, I think this is, and we'll talk about this with Kenny coming up here in a little bit. There may be some bumps in the road to start off this season. This is not a, you know, this is not an easy schedule by any stretch for this, uh, for this Murray state team, especially, you know, you're going to open the year right away. You're going to go to, uh, St. Louis open up with the, with the Billikens on the road, um, but that's the thing the the, the non conference schedule, uh, while it is still, you know, scheduling has always been a problem. It's always been say a problem trying to get teams to come into Murray and so on. It's always going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem forever. But now that you are, uh, you know, moving up to the Missouri Valley, you, your cachet is a little different. And so we're going to see how that's going to change in the future years in terms of teams coming into Murray. But we've also seen now. You're going to play, and a lot of these are return games, obviously, which are which are helpful. They're going to go to Bellarmine. Those are those are good games. Uh, the tournament th- at uh, down in Myrtle Beach, Thanksgiving, that's going to be a big test. And I think it, I think it'll be a be able to get into an ESPN event um, is something that I know Steve when Steve was here, he just it couldn't happen. Aside, from, you come off that 2012 season. Uh, they went down, I think it was Myrtle Beach in 2013. Uh, you know, they beat Auburn, they beat St. John's, and then lost to Colorado in the championship game. He's like, those are the type of events when you're trying to get your program to the next level, that's what you, those are the ones you want to get to. And it was like they could never get into those uh, again. And we've seen Murray play in these multi-team events over the years, and it's, you know, they're mid-major events. So the fact that, uh, you know, they are now going back into first year in the Valley, they're going to Myrtle Beach, and they're going to be able to take on Texas A&M, uh, and then you're going to get Colorado or UMass, and then Loyola, Tulsa, Boise, Charlotte. I mean, those are those are certainly higher level teams than we have seen in recent years in some of these uh, holiday tournaments uh, that they have played in. But they are going to be tested early, and that is the part about this team that we just don't know. We don't know what we're getting. At all. Uh, after sitting through practice, I mean, I'll tell you that it has been, uh, it has been pretty fascinating just to watch. There, there doesn't seem to be, and I'm, I know that, and it's not that it's not that Prome is, um, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to sandbag his practices for people that are in there watching. But it's like, I mean, it, it is right now. It is just this 
this Rubik's cube of just combination after combination after combination of everybody's working with everybody. And you sit there and you watch practice and you see these 13, 14 guys on any given day out there running around. You can make arguments for all of them watching them that you're like, yeah, that guy's going to play. And uh, arguments for a whole bunch of them that you're like, yeah, well, maybe he won't be in the rotation. He's got a lot of good players. He's got a lot of good players. And it's just going to be a matter of, of how they, you know, you, you hear coaches, it is the cliche of cliches with coaches. Chemistry, chemistry, chemistry. And that has been the thing Steve has worked on all summer long, as much as anything. Away from the court. Get these guys to know each other. Get these guys to, to be as one. Uh, and that is going to be the uh, that is going to be the uh, real work in progress with them here over these first couple of weeks because you know the season starts again. You're going to St. Louis. You've got you've got the Myrtle Beach trip coming up over Thanksgiving. You go to Chattanooga when you come back. December one, you start Missouri Valley Conference play. Home for Illinois State on December one, December four. You go to Valpo. I mean, there, there's not a lot of time here to get yourself. You're not waiting till January before you start playing the games that really count. And how quickly this team can get around the curve and sort of be that cohesive unit. We'll see where they can be uh, in this Valley hierarchy as they go into the first year. They scrimmaged at Akron over the weekend. Akron is a top three team in the Mid-American Conference, went to the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, very good team. All league guys back. All accounts. Racers held their own up there uh, against the Zips. Uh, so that was a, uh, a a positive deal for them. Uh, the thing about tonight, taking on Brescia, I'm just curious just to see if we get any sort of semblance of a, of a rotation, which we, we likely won't. I assume this is going to be a very vanilla game tonight uh trying to show as little as possible before they go play uh before they go play st louis on monday to open up the season you're going to see a lot of rotations a lot of guys uh working uh working together uh, as they as they you know mix and match trying to find the combinations that are going to work we have seen in the past with with steve he likes to play seven he likes a tight rotation seven you know if there's an eight and a ninth guy uh, the guys that kind of get worked into the, uh, you know, worked in a little bit, you know, whether it's foul trouble, but it's usually nine. And it'll be interesting just to watch with his 13 here how how it's going to shake out. Who's not going to play? Because uh, like I said earlier, there's a whole lot of guys that you could argue can play. And so, that I mean, that's, that's certainly a luxury. Uh, but again, only one ball, only 200 minutes of playing time a night. Uh, that he's got to try to navigate through that. So uh, tonight against Brescia, not again, not really. A, uh, I don't know that we're going to learn as much as as we will on Monday night, uh, but just an opportunity to see these guys go out and play uh, for real uh, against Brescia uh, will hopefully answer a couple of those questions. Finally, DJ Burns, we said he's the big piece coming back. Uh, he's the guy that you know started all those games last year. Uh, and as we'll talk with Kenny here in just a second, um, you know, he, he is somebody that he's hoping to expand his, expand his, his role, you know, 
be a guy that can score some points, be a guy that the offense runs through a little bit more and not just an offensive putback guy. Uh, but he is a uh, such a key piece to last year from just being the ultimate teammate and the ultimate chemistry guy. And for this team, with the amount of unknowns they've got right now going in this year, there is nobody better that you could have in the middle, being that glue guy, holding everybody together, and somebody that was a part of that championship team last year is, has, has every uh, bit of experience with the championship culture at Murray State. Somebody that Steve didn't know before he got here, but somebody that has those same ties to the championship culture as Steve Prohm that they can try to build that foundation moving forward uh, as they move into the Valley. DJ is going to be a massive, uh, massive part to that. All right, time now. Uh, Kenny Roth uh, with the Murray State Radio Network and get his thoughts here uh, as we get ready for the uh, exhibition opener tonight against Brescia. Kenny Roth getting ready for... Season number nine as part of the Murray State uh, radio team. Uh, season one back in 2014-15, the uh, the last season of the Steve Prohm era, and now back for round two uh, with Coach Prohm. Just from a coaching perspective, uh, from all of your experience, we shouldn't expect to see the same Steve Prohm eight years later, should we? No, I, I think what's going to be different, Jeff, is that for the first time – since Billy Kennedy was the head coach here, uh, we, Murray State has hired uh, a head coach with head coaching experience. Uh, and the, the head coaching experience that, that Coach Prome had at Murray State and then uh, his time at Iowa State, I think is going to be very beneficial to, uh, to the racers and to Steve. And I think you also see a, a coach and, and Steve that is uh, much more uh, aggressive and, and hands-on uh, as he has uh, matured as a head coach. And so I think it's a great benefit for the racers to have his experience. We've sat and watched some practice uh, so far here in the fall. And, and, you know, the one thing that sort of jumped out early was, to your point, how hands-on Steve has been. And a lot of that, and I think you made the comment to me, a lot of that is he's not only coaching the players, but – He's having to coach his staff. He's got he has a little bit of a relationship with uh, with Cole Christian, but other than that, everybody's new, and and so he's having to, whether it's the you know the, the verb the verbal uh, stuff he uses and all the uh, uh, just going over all of it. It's it's all brand new. Yeah, I think the uh, the the importance of staff meetings uh, for this first season with Steve and his staff is very important as he is uh, teaching the verbiage that he uses on the floor, um, how uh, the drills are to be set up, what pace the drills are supposed to be performed uh, at by the players. So you see him uh, very involved in every drill and every practice. Uh, the coaches, though, have experience, uh, especially Johnny Maddox and Antoine Jackson. They have uh, they have a lot of experience at the at the Division One level, and so that's very helpful. And what Steve does a great job is he uh, he embraces and allows his assistants to coach. So it's not just the Steve Prohm show when you go to one of the practices um, that they're allowed to jump in and make points, and you see them very involved. Uh, Johnny Maddox was very involved on the defensive end of the floor at Moorhead State, and. Um, you know, quite frankly, they were probably the best 
defensive team in the OVC the last few years. Uh, Matt McMahon might not agree with that, but they were they were very good, and Johnny Maddox was was very involved in that. So I think the depth of his coaching staff um, is is very good. Marcus Brown uh, has head coaching experience on the high school level, and now he has two years of experience at the Division One level. And I know Steve relies on him heavily as well. From an expectation standpoint, this year, uh, new coach. Old coach, but new coach, entire new roster, essentially, new conference. Can there be – I mean, the standard is the standard. We've heard that said before, but at the same time, I don't have any idea, as we get ready to even see them play in an exhibition game here uh, with Brescia, I, I have no idea how to frame this team in any sort of of expectations. What? what are, how are we supposed to look at – the coming the coming days and weeks here yeah i think what's going to be difficult is individually you look at this roster and you can make a case uh, player by player on why they will be successful at the division one level but uh accumulatively as a team it's it's hard to see what five is going to be the best five on the offensive end versus the defensive end. Um, so it, it is difficult to, to tell. I, I do think you'll see a team that will play with a lot of offensive freedom. I think one thing that Steve has, has loosened the reins on a little bit uh, as a head coach is allowing players to be players. And he wants them to have confidence. He wants them to shoot the ball with confidence if open, he wants them to shoot the ball, regardless of where they are in the shot clock. And so I think you'll see uh, offensive freedom, you know, that is uh, probably more than we've seen uh, in, in by racer teams in the last few years. And defensively, I think you'll see the same intensity. Um, Coach Prone's very adamant about that you've got to win on the defensive end of the floor. And so if you buy in on the defensive end, play with, um, you know, the competitiveness and toughness that he wants, then on the offensive end, he allows some freedom for players to be players. I don't know how much of a stretch this is, but I, I feel like in a lot of ways you could kind of go back to 2013-14, uh, Cameron Payne's freshman year, when that old guard of – of the cannons and the and the Daniels and, and such had graduated out and was like, okay, this is now the new era. And that first that first month or so was rough uh with that team. But by the time we got to the end, you know, they win a CIT championship. And obviously that was the springboard into that uh, you know, fantastic 14-15 season. Um from a fan standpoint, this feels like you know, we haven't even played an exhibition game yet, but it feels like this is this is a we have to stress some patience for 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 the lump of clay that that Steve is going to mold here over the next six to eight weeks before we get into conference play uh, in the Missouri Valley. Yeah, can you you can't imagine having to go recruit twelve new players, uh, have basically you know three months to put them together as a team, and uh, for it to be. Um, you know, pretty basketball on the front end. So I think there's going to be a learning curve. Uh, I think that there's talent to work with, which is uh, the, the most important. 
Um, but I, but I do think that as fans, uh, you know, there's going to have to be some patience with this team as they find their way. Um, I remember, um, campaign's first game, uh, as a, as a freshman. And I, I can't exactly remember. I think it was 25 or 27 shots that he took. And I can <laughs> remember Malpo. talking. Yep. Yeah. I remember talking to Steve after the game and he said, you know, Isaiah Cannon never took 27 shots in a game. And he said, I've got a freshman point guard that just launched that many in his first game. And so, uh, there was some learning curve for that team. Uh, I remember the, the, the tournament in Nashville, the three-game tournament uh, that, that really didn't go well for the racers. And uh, he came home and went to work, and, and that's what that team did. And uh, by the end of the year, um, you know, they might, they might have been head-to-head one of, the, one of the best teams that the racers uh, have had in the last decade. DJ Burns, uh, the, the real uh, – the, the lone returning true contributor. He and Rod Thomas, the two faces back. But uh, DJ starting so many games last year, got to imagine he's going to be in that role uh, again this year. But uh, just from a – you couldn't ask for a better culture guy, could you, for Steve to sort of to, to build around from somebody who's been here and done it here uh, to be able to, to continue to build toward the future. The one thing that that DJ Burns brings every day, and that is work ethic. And he is going to work harder than anyone on the floor in every drill, every sprint, running the floor. And so that's contagious to other players, that they are going to see how hard he plays um, and and that that's the standard. I think DJ Burns, too, I think we're going to see a different offensive DJ Burns. You know, last year we basically saw a defender, uh, an active offensive rebounder, um, and and the best cheerleader we had on the team. Uh, I think this year you're going to see him, you know, take 10 to 12 shots a game. Uh, I think Steve wants him to be a double-double type player. And so I don't think it'll just be offensive rebounding uh, that D.J. Burns will be involved with on the offensive end. Thanks, Kenny. All right, thanks to Kenny for being with us. He'll obviously be chiming in throughout the season with us whenever I can uh, drag him away from from his normal uh, day-to-day workload. The one thing that I have noticed about this team in, in watching practices this year, they got a lot of shooters. You know, even when they're, you know, it's shell drills, three-on-threes, four-on-fours, even when they get up and down. I understand this practice, but at least from the early returns, they got a lot of guys that can knock down some shots and can't see the ball go through the hoop enough. But I think that'll be something to watch, see if that is something that actually sticks as the year goes on. Uh, but at least the early returns is they've got some dudes uh, that can make some shots. Rob Perry, he's a guy you've got to get to know. Uh, the junior transfer in from Stetson, an all-league guy uh, in the A-Sun, 6'4 guard. Um, uh, just been there. He's done that. He is the he is going to be one of the offensive cogs for the wheel uh, this year, and uh, to be able to another super positive guy that uh, I think is really going to have an impact, and I think the racer fans uh, are really uh, going to love Sam Murray, the second, uh, the uh, the freshman out of Gulfport, Mississippi, six eight. Uh, again, the freshmen, the freshmen are the ones I'm just curious to see how they get worked into things. But I'll tell you about this about Sam Murray. 
The kid has got hops. You saw him at, at Racer Mania. Uh, just some crazy dunks and stuff. He is as athletic of a kid as they've got on the team. Kind of reminds me of a, of a young Ed Daniel, where still trying to figure it out, but at the same time, you cannot hide the fact that he can jump out of the building. So we will see what his role is here early in the year if he is uh, if he's able to get worked into the rotation uh, to be able to have uh, some kind of an impact. Uh, I mean, I can go right down the roster. I can give you the pros and well, pros of all of them because I just I, I think they all have they all bring positives to the table. Uh, that's the part I'm excited about here, uh, just to watch uh, Steve put all this together here over the next couple of weeks and and try to put that rotation together as we move forward. But tonight. It will be Brescia, 7 o'clock tip at the CFSB Center. Uh, Neil Bradley will have the call on the radio. I'll have it on the on the ESPN3 stream tonight, so you can check both of us out, listen to the game, watch it again. Go check it out in person at the CFSB Center. Uh, get all your racer fill. Uh, we will uh, we'll have you covered there. But uh, we'll be back uh, on Friday, uh, looking back at the Brescia exhibition, and then also start looking ahead to uh, Monday's season opener. Uh, against St. Louis. Thanks to Kenny Roth for joining me. Thanks to you for listening to the Mercy State Basketball Podcast, and we'll see you next time.